MailChimp presents. Say you're the head of marketing strategy for a small clothing store. You've perfected digital communication with your loyal customers, and now you want to expand into brick-and-mortar locations. But you haven't totally perfected your segmentation strategy, and double-checking the right emails are sent to the right customers just takes so much time. Intuit MailChimp can help. With Intuit MailChimp's automation and segmentation tools, personalizing each email based on individual behaviors is made easy. Intuit MailChimp allows you to share your new product launch with VIP customers who follow every release, run a targeted campaign for more seasonal buyers, and send out location-specific emails to promote your store openings among your new neighbors. They'll take care of your marketing needs so you can take care of your customers' needs. Start refining your email marketing strategy today with Intuit MailChimp, the number one email marketing and automations brand. Based on competitor brands' publicly available data on worldwide numbers of customers in 2021 and 2022. Availability of features and functionality vary by plan, which are subject to change. Hey there, friend. I'm Paul Jarvis, and you're listening to Call Paul, Business as Unusual, where we explore how business owners are working their way through their first pandemic. And you're about to see the biggest change in how people buy groceries in the last 200 years. And it's about to happen now. And we're this little tiny company sitting in the crosshairs of that transformational change. That's Peter, the CEO of Spud, an online grocer that focuses on ethically sourced, sustainable food delivery around the province of British Columbia. Spud was one of the first grocers to offer internet ordering, accurate online inventories, and delivery. Their software platform is also working to streamline food resources during the pandemic for vulnerable members of the community and frontline workers, even getting a shout-out about it from the Canadian Prime Minister. Spud is also a B Corp, which simply means that although they're a for-profit company, they use the power of business to solve social and environmental problems. B Corps are a growing movement of businesses that believe that we can kind of mash up capitalism and ethics in a way that benefits both the planet and the people on it. That's why Spud has things like a banned ingredient list that determines what products they can sell, little to no packaging, and the lowest food waste of any grocery store in Canada. All of this is why I've been a customer of Spud for years. Although their corporate office is closed right now and those employees are working from home, Spud is still very much active, delivering groceries to more people than ever and dealing with this combination of growth in customers while working through the very real issue of human resources during a global pandemic. Spud started as CSA back in 1997, and CSAs were community-supported agriculture, meaning that they were really came about because organic farmers couldn't get their produce to market. And the process back there was you would get a box and people would sign up for a box of produce and whatever the farmer grew, which was in the box. So predominantly kale. And then they started to realize that the customers needed milk 
uh, organic milk, they sort of started to create this sort of online grocery uh, from produce. A lot of what Spud does is low food waste, sustainability. What drove the, the business and the corporate decisions to, to move in that direction? I think we all can agree that food and how we as individuals on this global planet consume food is the biggest impact to the future of our civilizations. We have 7 billion people on this planet and we have to feed them in a sustainable manner. And so that's really a lot makes, makes it incredibly important to understand food and, and how food is so important in our cultures, obviously in our diet, nutrition, those are those obviously, but it's also important in um, creating friendships and, and having a positive relationships with people and, and sharing a meal and breaking bread is so important. So food is this incredibly important part of our life. And I think what we've always realized is that consuming food that has no nutrition and is bad for the planet is basically fast-forwarding the, the outcome that we all don't want. You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to look back and say, okay, we've had this, you know, the 70s where we started to create these cheese whiz products and these processed foods and all these things that happened in the late 60s and early 70s. That stuff's not good for us. You know, cancer rates are going up. That's just common sense. Food waste, as you know, Paul, is, is a massive problem. And if it was a country, it would be the third largest country in greenhouse gas emissions behind the U.S. and China. So if you're a capitalist and you own a grocery store, by reducing food waste, you increase your profits. That's really positive. If you're a farmer, by increasing improving food waste, you increase your yield. If you're living without food and you need food, by we're throwing away so much food that we could actually feed more people uh, the food that we're throwing away. Do you see that as as a trend that's been growing in your time at Spud where people maybe didn't appreciate or even maybe not appreciate, but just think about things like food waste and sustainability and, and relationships with farmers and that. And has that kind of, has, have you seen that increase over time? Yes. You know, no question. It was a trend to convenience, a trend to local and a trend to sustainability. Those were undeniable trends that were uh, macro trends that were globally in, throughout, you know, local is, is obviously about food transparency. And we're seeing that in the COVID crisis with, you know, I think there's three meat plants in Canada and two of them have COVID and they supply just about 95% of the beef in Canada. That's a huge issue when you have these massive facilities producing so much food that Costco now is rationaling how much meat you can buy because the source of their meat is in jeopardy due to COVID. I think what people are now starting to realize, to answer your question in a full circle, is that the food they put in their bodies will have an impact both to their bodies and to the planet, and they're willing to make better choices now if they're given the right information. Can you talk a bit about how SPUD works in, in how it relates to what we're going through right now with self-isolation, quarantine, and the pandemic? I think what the pandemic has done is it, it's sort of shined a light on 
communal spaces such as grocery stores. Spud is an online grocery store. So you have your selection of food and is made from online and you choose your food. We have employees, we call them team members and they are, they're all actually owners of the company. Um, they're shareholders of this company. And um, they do their best to select the best food that's available at the best price to allow our customers to have the food that they want. And the main difference between going online and offline is that, well, when you shop in a grocery store, and I'm sure you've had this experience as everyone does, you'll, you have this sort of you want to go find if they have uh, a yogurt that your favorite yogurt. And they don't, but there's another brand that's next. So you take the comparable brand. And you make that decision probably in less than a second because you're making the decision. So what that means is that you're going to a grocery store and you're making decisions for, on the fly that you want. And their decisions are being made for you because of out of stocks or the, somebody in front of you bought all the 12 yogurts in front of you. So what Spide is, we try and do is we try and create the most amount of um, using technology to ensure that we have the best supply for the customer at the time and we try and manage that by having a virtual inventory i placed orders with a few other grocery stores and i've got probably 20 percent of what i ordered when i actually get the thing whereas with spud maybe once every couple of weeks there's an item that i ordered that was that your supplier shorted you or something but for the most part everything that i put into my cart that i check out with i receive and I think what you asked me about the question about what COVID has created, it put a stress test on us, both physically, and I think people have to understand that, um, and this is really, it's been really interesting because working in, in a pandemic is my first, this is my first pandemic, and hopefully my last, <laughs> and uh, you have all your workforce that are your accounting and your, and your marketing and your, uh, all these people are not in your building, they're working from home. So that's a real mm -hmm. shocker. All of a sudden, boom, one day, no one's there. The second thing is, so if you're trying to coordinate accounting with purchasing and it becomes more challenging, it just is. And it's not right or wrong, it just is. And then you have a workforce that you really want to protect in the warehouse. The first and foremost thing is that if they're feeling any sort of threat to their health, meaning they feel cold and feel sick, they can go into self-quarantine, which is super important for them. So they feel like, hey, I'm not feeling great right now. I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it's a cold. I don't know if it's I jam my toe. I don't care. It's not for me to judge, right? It's like you're rollerblading on ice with rollerblades. So what that means is you have a very unstable workforce in a time when everybody wants you. So everybody wants your service, right? So because they don't want to go to a grocery store, all of a sudden you have a thousand orders and you get 20 people versus 50. And you can't complain about it because it's a pandemic and you shouldn't complain about it, right? Because you're assuming that these people are making the decision that's best for everyone else. And they are. And so then you have, but you have that multiplied because that same activity mm -hmm. of um, people not showing up at SPUD is also happening at people not showing up the vendor. So what you thought you would get delivered on Tuesday and the truck driver didn't feel like driving on Tuesday because for whatever reason, or they were short, it comes Wednesday. So you have this cascading effect of different sort of things that you have no visibility on. And 
it's not a blame or a whine or a complaint. It's part of a pandemic. But it, then what that happens is that customers may not be able to get their banana bread when they want it. And then they're like, well, I want my banana bread. And I'm like, yeah, I want to give you your freaking banana bread too. I really want to give you your banana bread. There's nothing more I want to do than give you the banana bread. So we've been working really hard on changing those things that are different and communicating better to our customers. That's what it's been like. So someone asked me, what is it like to work in a pandemic? And my response is like rollerblading on ice. You have just no... You just don't know what's going to happen every minute. You, you've been very good at Spud at illustrating that please have social distancing with our drivers and all of that. But how are the drivers um, handling it or dealing with it? They're so amazing. Now they've sort of all got into a zone of it. At the start, they were very concerned. We would have 60 drivers in Vancouver and 20 wouldn't show up. Wow. And that was hard. You're dealing with people's fears right yeah that's the hardest thing that this thing is doing for everyone you've had to hire um, more people as well to to deal with the influx of orders so you've had this sort of perfect storm a positive which is from a business standpoint you have positive demand but on a negative is you want to maintain the consistency to your current customers and your core workforce is shifting due to, to fear so it's we're not in any way, shape, or form am I complaining because I'm so fortunate every day I wake up and say, you know, I know of so many people who are having challenges and we've hired so many people from the restaurant industry. And, you know, all I'm saying is that, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have a group of people who work extremely hard. And this has now been five weeks where the core people have not had a day off and working, um, 12 to 14 hours a day just to maintain it. Um, and that's really what I'm grateful for. When I get feeling depressed or down on, because my service levels are not great, or you may have not got the item that you want, because we're all tri- striving to provide this amazing experience. And But I I'm, I'm, I'm sit there and sometimes I'll just sit and say, you know, I'm so grateful that, you know, yeah, this may not be perfect, but... I know 10 people who are in the invent business and they haven't, there's not a chance. Vancouver is 50% of Vancouver's businesses are tourism based. Yeah. And I think regardless of if business is up or down, there's still, like you said, this is all of our first pandemics and there are, there are challenges associated with at, from one day to another, everything changing. Everything changes. Yeah, there's there's no way around. There's going to be challenges there. Yeah, everything, you know, we were we were very fortunate. We have another part of our business is FoodX Technologies. Our vision there is to create a platform that enables grocers to go on, online profitably and sustainably. So we, we you know we focus on sustainability, traceability, circular economy, and we were called out by Trudeau in his daily briefing for the cool work that we're doing for frontline workers and how we're trying to create a traceable food system for uh, our community with respect to um, how we can create a platform for frontline workers and at-risk community members to get food very quickly. So it seems that um, the pandemic has affected uh, both food production and distribution. And I think a lot of people are worried about that because they don't know what's going on. So I'm wondering if you can speak to, to those points. 
what this pandemic has done is it has shined light on certain types of food that we took for granted. And I think the, the brightest light has been on proteins, without question. If you want to look at maple leaf, cargill, you want to look at the poultry farms, those big facilities, unfortunately, are massive, massive facilities that re- where people work very close together. Historically, they're challenging from an E. coli perspective. They're very challenging to keep clean. And it's one thing to keep it clean from a food safety perspective. It's another issue to keep it safe from a COVID-19 perspective. I think that you're seeing that in Beyond Meat Burger shares jumping up a thousand percent or whatever they did. And and, uh, all these plant-based meat products are now the hot new tech stocks of the world. And this is really positive. They're positive that we are now looking at plants as a substitute for proteins and people now not going to restaurants. So what do you see happening? They're baking. So there's this huge sort of push to learn how to cook. People learning to cook is good for society because it will prevent us from eating crappy food that we were buying before. And then it will slower, lower the, in my humble opinion, disease and all the costs associated with disease. So the fact that more people are baking, the fact that more people are cooking in recipes and the, for, the fact that people are, are spending some time in the kitchen and enjoying it is truly something that is important because once you do that, then you start to appreciate the ingredients that you're purchasing. Then they're starting to realize that uh, uh, there is a difference between an organic tomato and a conventional tomato. There is a difference. And there is a reason why that product is slightly more expensive, but it also employs people who are your neighbors and it employs people who really care about what they're doing. And that's in a good economy. One of the things that I think is really interesting about Spud is when you do an order, it shows um, how far every item in your basket has traveled versus the average for a food products purchased traveled, which I think give, just is a lens through which I think more and more people are thinking about. Food transparency is so important. And what we're talking about is, do we know where our food comes from? Knowing that and that confidence and that sort of feeling safe and I think that's really what's going to, this pandemic has really sh- shook the core of people in, in understanding that um, the fear of this pandemic um, makes us feel less, a little less or more vulnerable. And that vulnerability needs to transcend uh, into the vulnerability of this planet and how can we can take care of this planet because if we just get through this COVID-19 thing and then we're left with a, a world that's warming at two or three, three Celsius, you're going to be here in five years and we're going to deal with this again and again and again. And so I, I hope, you know, my vision that of this pen, this crisis is a wake up call that allows us to all know that we can get through these things and we can work together. What changes do you think, um, that ha- that you've implemented in Spud um, that you think are are good ideas that have come from this and come from these rapid changes that you see lasting into the future um, once this is all over. Well, I would first of all start with our platform to get at-risk community food quickly. That's something that we hope to share with everybody, and it's an amazing 
piece of work that the team did and I'm super proud of it. We, we set it up so no one's judgmental about, you know, if you need food, we're not judging you. Just get your food and enjoy it and be safe and be happy and wash your hands kind of thing. So we really like that and, and we're not, we think that's a really positive thing that we can take going forward. What else do you see going forward? The biggest change in how people buy groceries in the last 200 years. And it's about to happen now. And we're this little tiny company sitting in the crosshairs of that transformational change. And not only do we distribute groceries in the markets that we do, we also create software that allows retailers go online. And these retailers are massive. And they're talking to us about how we can do it and help. So this pandemic has created some very clear trends that are not going to go away. The first trend is that people want to feel safe on their food supplies. There's the safety on their food supplies, not only where they buy it, but what they buy. So those are very important. And so food transparency, convenience are now part and part the same. What's going to happen is there's going to be an opportunity for people to create amazing products in a safe local environment. And there'll be a huge reception for those products. You, you know, we're, we've gone through this uh, five or six weeks of crisis, and I want to say to the people that, yes, there's jobs that are, are going to be lost, and there's no question about it. That's not, but there's going to be jobs that are created, and there's going to be time for us to look at how we can create new and, and positive things for both the community and the planet. And we also have the choices that we can learn from this and grow from this and put ourselves in a position that it doesn't happen again on another type of pandemic, such as global warming. So we have to clean this pandemic up, get it done, and move on and create something really amazing for our children. Food has become one of the most pressing issues for all of us. And dealing with grocery shopping is now the stuff of anxiety nightmares. I've been worried about how this pandemic will affect food production and supply chains, especially for those on the margins. Will food prices increase to a point where they're too much for some? Will our options for what we can eat be dramatically decreased? How will we adapt and how will we keep everyone well-nourished and well-fed? Peter doesn't have all of the answers here, of course, but he's been thinking about more sustainable and resilient food systems since well before the virus struck. It's good to hear that sustainability in business can be sustainable. There's a real opportunity here for entrepreneurs to create amazing products and processes in safe, local and sustainable ways to keep us all fed. We can use this visceral feeling of a lack of safety to develop food systems that are positive for both people and the planet. And in a world filled with uncertainty, Spud's contribution to the community's peace of mind is no small thing. Call Paul is produced by Ruth Eddy and is a MailChimp original podcast. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform, so you can hear more stories like this one from other small business owners. To learn more about my thoughts on business and living online, you can hop on my newsletter at sundaydispatches.com. 
If you're a small business who's adapting and becoming more resilient, we want to hear from you. So send us an email to callpaul at mailchimp.com.